Hello, and you are very welcome along to Sunday service with myself, Laura Fox. I'm joined in studio by Ellen Leonard. Hello, Ellen. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Great week this week. Oh, stories. We have so much to get into. We're going to be talking about the billionaires who are saving for their house. We're going to be talking about an influencer who has been kicked off Instagram while well, her posts have. But first, we're going to kick it off with just probably one of the biggest stories of the week. We're not going to do too much Oscars because that's mm-hmm. very much been covered, okay? Nobody really cares anymore. No. Except for this one snippet from Hugh Grant and Ashley Graham, the red carpet interview that just went so, so wrong. So wrong. And it was a very civilised um, Oscar ceremony, thankfully. We had no assaults or anything Thank like God. that, which was nice. But this did stand out like a sore thumb. So model and interviewer Ashley Graham uh, pulled actor Hugh Grant to the side for a chat on the champagne carpet. Um And he was a bit off from the get-go. But initially, from what I could tell, Ashley was probably told, look, Ashley, we've 90 seconds. you got to fill it. you got to grab someone and give me something. So she did. She did her job. And unfortunately, she grabbed Hugh Grant. (laughs) So she basically asked him initially, you know, what are are you looking forward to? What's your favourite thing about the Oscars? And he just gave her back a real dry, like, answer. Oh, it's fascinating. The whole of humanity is here and it's very vanity fair. So to her which would, fair enough, I would be the same. She thought he was talking about the Vanity Fair after party, which is the most important part of the I Oscars. I mean, to be honest, I care more about the Vanity Fair after party than I do about the actual Oscars. Yeah, way more people and are at it's, it. Generally, it's because I care about the style more. Mm. It's, you know, I, I want to see who's wearing what. And I know there was a lot of scandal about the Vanity Fair after party because people were like, ah, they got it mixed up between the Oscars and said that, you know, a lot of the outfits that were worn to it were scandalous and it's a classy affair and all Absolutely. that. And I was like, but no, the Vanity Fair after party is dangerous. But it's very high topic. It's very in your mind mm-hmm. if that's what you're talking about. But that's not what Hugh Grant was talking about. No, and it's not. And this, and I just think there was a lot of snobbery going on here. So that reference to Vanity Fair is basically about some 19th century novel, um, which is like a portrayal of people being very like vapid. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, he was trying to be smart. And she goes, oh, it's all about Vanity Fair. Yeah, we're going to have fun and let her let loose and let her hair down. And from then he lost her. <laughs> so as if that wasn't bad enough, this is just a quick snippet of how the rest of the interview went. So tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. <gasps> okay, all right. It's, it's so it's so awkward it's so cringe now there are two sides to this argument that yeah. I have seen on Twitter a lot of the time it's like when you don't have an experienced person on the red carpet who is going to know how to handle this situation who is going to know exactly what that Vanity Fair reference is who isn't going to reference a movie that Hugh Grant is in for three seconds mm. you know what I mean they're going to be a bit more highbrow and, and they should be looking at proper journalists to have on the red carpet to do these types of jobs so you're not left in a scenario that actually Graham is left in. Yeah, now in fairness, Hugh Grant was, I think, there just to present an award. I don't think he was there for any other reason in particular. In fairness to her, I don't know what she was really supposed to ask him about. When you get caught on the hop like that, oh, I think she held herself really well. She held very well. And what I enjoyed about her as well was when the interview wrapped, how, you know, she still smiled to camera and she was an ultimate professional. He was just, he took, you can say what I think he, he let himself down. He did. He was so rude. And then there's this, um, you know, everybody saying, oh, well, like, it's just Hugh Grant. It's his British humour against the American model. Like, you know, like, let him have this. You should have mm. known what you were getting into. You should have known what you were expecting. But at the same time, it's 
nice to be nice totally and this, unfortunately this isn't his first time falling out with people like he is known to not be polite and like I think we give him a bit too much credit because he's been cast in those roles like in Bridget Jones that we love yeah and like all, that Christmas movie that I can't think of now that he's like dancing around love the place. actually yeah love actually and he comes across as a lovely gentleman but he's not okay <laughs> so time we just open our eyes <laughs> straight in okay the next story that we've got today is Mrs Hinch who I think everyone will know for all of her her cleaning Instagram posts. I mean, I who I, li- I like to be a bit tidy. I like <laughs> to make sure that everything is kind of a bit clean. I'm not as much into like scrubbing the place down like she is. I love nothing more than watching cleaning videos. Same. Like, and Clean Talk is one of my favorite places to be on. Um, but she got in trouble this week. She did. And again, I'm coming to her defense with this one. So basically, she put up. She has a notebook basically that helps you organize your life mm-hmm. um, and helps you pick out what you're going to clean. So she had a series of stories on her Instagram um, and basically in one of them, somebody, well they're actually not somebody, I think there was like 34 complaints said, Which oh look, scheme of things, there's not a lot of complaints. It's really not for the amount of followers, she's mm. like millions um, and basically in her story, in her little journal, she said it's like a weight lifts every time I finish a page. That's why I designed them to be in my notebook um, it really helps me and I was hoping it would help you as well. Like to me that's a, and then she had a link to say you can get yours here but she didn't have hashtag ad and from the initial story she didn't say I'm going to be talking about my notebook now that I mm-hmm. own so yeah it is going to be an ad like I just don't think that's organic or natural to people and I would think that people should have the whereabouts to know that she's talking about her own notebook to sell but she she was made to delete all of her posts on it and this is look people want to hate influencers mm. and they just they want to despise them and what you kind of have to look at is it is just new age marketing and it's first gen like mm. so this, is, this is the first round of people who have ever done this right and and that's why they're coming up against so many people who don't like it don't get me wrong there are a lot of people that take the mickey with this and, yeah, and that's well, this why is it. the guidelines are there on the other hand something like this like I don't put an ad up every time I'm on the radio. No, do you know what course. I mean? Like when I'm when I do my stories on air to say like you know join me from nine, and here's what's coming up on the show. I don't put hashtag ad because it's my job. Yeah, and, and you also have to give people credit that people ha- know that this is so clearly an ad, and I think those thirty four people possibly could have a vendetta against her at this stage (laughs) to go pulling her up on that but you're so right like you can't it's organic to talk to she organically uses this yes it so happens to be hers but I do feel like she was very obvious that also her name slapped up on it of course Mrs Inch's notebook like I mean it doesn't get more more obvious than that there there has to be I do agree that there has to be guidelines in place Mm -hmm. I do agree that uh, for paid content people need to make sure that the lines are not blurred that if you're advertising a product that you are using because you were paid to use you need to let someone know about that so that they can make an informed decision that isn't based off being like oh well so and so uses it because they really really like mm-hmm. it however when it comes to this kind of stuff that is your own business you need to have a bit more credit absolutely that everybody knows the line here Defo. Ellen, we still have so much to talk about. Um, we are going to be getting into probably one of the biggest, I was going to say triangle, it's not a triangle, it's not a square, it's not even a rectangle, it's a hectagon at this point. <laughs> it is Tyga and Avril Lavigne right after this. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. 2FM. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. This 
is the part of Sunday service where we learn celebrities are the exact same as every small country village in <laughs> Ireland. Okay? Because at some point or another, you have shifted your friend's ex or yeah. you've gone out with your friend's cousin or something. It's all very connected. And that is exactly what we're getting from Ava Levine and Tiger dating. And apparently it's not a publicity stunt. No, and you can't get, it's so true, you can't get away with nothing. And I love this because when it's spelled out for you, which we'll, we'll do for you now shortly, you will lose your mind. <laughs> so Avril Levine and Tyga, um, there were dating rumours, but it is a fish that they are now actually an item. So Tyga's a rapper and he had previously shared a child with Black no, China. No, I don't even need you to get into this, okay? Because we're going to actually throw it to a TikTok that explains okay. it in depth. Okay, okay, you'll love this. Yeah, so listen up. Let's begin. Tyga is now dating Avril Levine. Why is this a big deal? Let me show you. Tyga used to be with and has a baby with Black China. Black China used to be with and has a baby with Rob Kardashian. Rob Kardashian is half siblings with Kylie Jenner. Why does that matter? Kylie Jenner used to date Tyga. Kylie Jenner also has another half sibling named Brody Jenner, who we all know from the Hills Laguna Beach, yada yada. Why is that a big deal? Brody Jenner and Avril Lavigne used to be in a very serious relationship, so serious that they actually went to Kim Kardashian's wedding together to Chris Humphreys, who we don't like to talk about. Let's go back to Tyga for a second. Tyga used to be married to someone named Jordan Craig. You may not know who that is, but fun fact, Jordan Craig used to be with and has the first baby of third semester Thompson, also known as Tristan Thompson, who we also don't like to talk about. Tristan, as we know, used to be with Chloe and has two babies. Chloe is siblings with Kim, with Brody, with Kylie, and with Rob. And with Kourtney Kardashian, who's married to Travis Barker. <laughs> Travis Barker is a musician, as we all know, and one of his protégés is someone named Mod Sun. Mod Sun used to be engaged to Avril Lavigne a few weeks ago. And Avril Lavigne is signed to Travis Barker's record label. Tell there me, you have it, folks. But that doesn't sound exactly <sighs> like a Ballymac disco or Mind whatever your equivalent of blown. a Ballymac disco is. That TikTok comes from a girl called um, Abs Bon and it has 36.6 million plays on TikTok. She's doing God's work out there, <laughs> educating the planet on but this. It's just, that's the thing that really blew me about it was like, the, everyone knows each other. Yeah. Like, it's so I funny. don't know if I'm impressed or grossed out by the whole thing. Like, it's too close when she puts it like that but then at the same time no one's actually related so it's okay <laughs> but like it's just I love it's, the line of all the people in the world <laughs> why are they so connected to each other and you I would recommend going seeing it because she draws little circles for little babies in there so there's kids in that Venn diagram like it's so descriptive but yeah and apparently Avril and Tiger are happy out I am gonna, as a rock. I'm gonna link that on my Instagram right now just for anybody who needs a visualisation of that and I think it is I've I seen loads of comments underneath it because obviously it's brought in a new world of people right so like mm -hmm. Avril Lavigne was very huge in the early noughties and Tyga is a huge rapper and, and the connection to the Kardashians with him is while it's huge some people from that world don't realise it but the comments underneath were like 
Brody Jenner's a Kardashian. I know. <laughs> and it's mad because if you come from the Kardashian side of things, you know this. You know I don't this. recall Avril and Brody being together ever. So Do you that, not? No, I don't remember that. And I remember them both separately of each other, like the hills. Oh and my stuff. God, gas. Oh, it's amazing. Um, our next story today, Helen, we're going to be talking about Gwyneth Paltrow, but um, just to give a quick helpline warning to anybody, if anything in this discussion affects you, you can contact Bodywise. You can catch them on um, all their socials, but you can also get them on 01210-7906. Now, Gwyneth Paltrow is being accused of being an almond mom. Oh, I love this. I never heard of this term either, and I'm obsessed. So basically, an almond mom is a term used for adults who push basically bad eating habits and disordered eating onto their children. Um, and she was in a recent podcast. It's called The Art of Wellbeing. So um, she was you know, trying to be relatable and share what she eats in a day. And my God, has that backfired on her. But I don't think, sorry, I know we're going to get into this now really quickly, but from someone who has recovered from an eating disorder and so many thousands of men and women out there who have also recovered, we have really learned that what I eat in a day is probably one of the most unhealthiest things that you can do. Like all those tabloid magazines that used to always have, like what's in my fridge and all that. It it doesn't contribute to Mm -mm. anything ever, but go on. everyone's so different as well so her sharing this anyway it was just the pits if you want to go and see it as well it is on the Art of Wellbeing's TikTok account which was where I came across it during the week so she's there getting an IV administered into her while she's doing this podcast ridiculous anyway Um, and she goes on about how she loves IVs and then she admits that um, she does intermittent fasting so she eats something that won't spike her blood sugar around 12 So and then she has a late dinner and then she doesn't eat again until the next day which is, does not sound good for you at all. And then, Laura, what she does eat is bone broth, which I looked up, which is watery soup. (laughs) So she's obviously still starving. Bone broth can be so good for you and can be so healthy when it's added to stews and to soup. Along with other meals. meals. Along with other meals to give you nutrients. But alone... I, no, look, I, just I don't, don't think know. It's enough. I have to say, she actually looked really tired and not particularly healthy in the pod, in the TikTok video. So I wouldn't be listening to this. Then, apart from that, which was just so jarring to listen to her say when you're listening to it, your jaw just drops. She goes on to say she does one hour of movement, so she'll go for a walk or do Pilates. Don't know where she's getting the energy to lift her arm on a diet of bone broth. Um, and then after, and she lives such a lovely life, she dry brushes in the sauna for thirty minutes. Who has the time? Well, going to Paltrow clearly has the time. Oh and, gosh. and look, like, is this going to turn around in a couple of years' time as a cry for help when she looks back and sees, mm. you know, okay, this is what I was going through and I told the world and all they did was bash me. Um, I don't know what's going through her head. I just, I thought we were past the age mm. of... She's completely out of touch now. ...promoting stuff like this yeah um, Ellen Landers we will be back in just a moment's time where we're going to finish it off on one of the funniest but also most infuriating stories of the week <laughs> Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM for our final story today I'm going to read a headline and I'm going to let you take it from here Ellen billionaires Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham are saving to buy their dream house Oh, how does this sentence make sense and this I, I will die on this hill they are trolling us I've said this from the very beginning of their relationship know, I've said have. this with everything that they have done they have to be taking the mickey out of us at this rate and you know me now I, I would have defended Brooklyn Beckham with my life uh, yeah. like, and I have I've done it on this show but nope 
back into the bin with these two now. I actually can't believe. So um, basically, Nicola <laughs> Peltz is the daughter of a billionaire investor, right? Now, I know you can't be like, oh, you know, mom, dad, hand out. But if you're no, a, no, billionaire, a billionaire... is a different story. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Just get me what I need. But they've been saving to buy their dream house in LA. Um, I don't know what they're trying to buy. What It's obviously, they're not buying a dream house. They're obviously trying to buy a dream, like, land, acres... Mansions. New York in general? Yeah, the whole <laughs> entire area. So they're torn, apparently, Laura, between living in LA and living in New York, but because of their busy lives and schedules, they're looking to live in LA. So apart from coming out and saying that, not one bit relatable, probably grossly offensive to the majority of people that are trying to buy and save a house to have to look at this and listen to this absolute nonsense out of these two um, who just are completely out of touch with reality as well. But then she goes on to say that Brooklyn once they have their dream house, he wants kids yesterday apparently and in a couple of years they want to have a big, big family and she wants to have eight kids to put in this massive size house that they're apparently struggling to save for. Would you... Would like, they can afford to do all this now if they want. And about 10 nannies. Yeah. <laughs> for the eight kids. I just, like, I, I just honestly, once I read this and I came in and I was like, no, there's no chance, there's no chance in the world that her publicist or her parents or Victoria Beckham or Brooklyn thought that this was a good, good idea to come out and Obviously say something like this. cookery skills and his photography skills must not be bringing in the money that we thought it was. But, but like <laughs> she's an actress. Like I mean she was most recently in uh, Chippendales. I don't know if anybody's seen that or if you decked it was her in it but she played the part of Dorothy, Dorothy Stratton. Yes. She was a playboy bunny. Um, who that was a fascinating story. It was react, so sad. Yeah. She um, was actually amazing in that now, in fairness to her. I didn't even realise it was her in it and, and she was incredible playing that role of Dorothy. Um, but still, like, there's no excuse for coming out openly in an interview in Cosmopolitan. I think that's coming out now in the next couple of hours <laughs> if you want to read it and just seethe over it with a cup Throw of tea. The magazine. <laughs> Throw a little dart at it. <laughs> oh, honestly, they just get worse and worse. But And that is... That's why I think that they're not being serious. They can't be. They Couldn't have be. to be doing this for clickbait. It's the knee-jerk reaction of, and what did I see the other day? Oh my god, I'm watching Girls Five Eva. Have you heard? Have you heard of what this? What is it? Girls Five Eva. No. Oh, oh Five Eva. You are because forever is not long enough. Um, oh, it is mother. the cheesiest, tackiest, meltiest TV show on Netflix, and I've binged two seasons. I do of like it. that. Oh, it's fantastic! But one of the greatest things that they were doing—they're trying to sell an album, they're trying to sell some songs—and in it, their publicist goes like, "Oh, we're going to put you on all these um, uh, like malware pop-up ads, and you're going to like it's going to be playing people. exactly for a minute and a half. It's going to be playing your laptop, and you won't be able to shut it down." And they were like, "Will that not annoy people?" And your man's retaliation was, "Well, yeah." because that's how emotions and, and and her thoughts are made. It's the it's, rage farming yeah, again. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Flat this. out on the fields, rage farming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should probably get involved in that. Let's do it. Ellen, thank you so much. We will see you again next week. Thank Enjoy you. your Sunday. Sunday service with Laura Fox.